it like to smell your kid's poop? Is it, is it familiar? <laughs> no, it's gross. <laughs> I gag every time. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not, you know, going in there to sniff. I try to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. But you, but know, you followed your son who made a... Yes, I went in the bathroom right after him and it, it stunk. Yeah, but and? you're not like, oh, this... Was this yeah. me? Or? I mean, I could, it's funny because I could tell which kid is which, though. <laughs> so you acted like the question was preposterous, and here you are going, being like a nose well, investigator. It almost seemed like child it was. It almost seemed like you're asking if I think it smelt okay. Or, well, yeah, because everybody uh, does, you know, yeah, everyone like, on brand, as, yeah. as uh, what's his name? Fat Bastard yes, said. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all different. I can tell who's who. But what a way to start a show right here. Well, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we're just. I was looking through uh, IMDb because this is a, our second Jack Nicholson movie, and he has done like a million movies. He did it's crazy this movie Chinatown in '74, and we're thinking, okay, so his next one we know Cuckoo's Nest, which we did was '75. Right. That's probably his next one. No, he's credited for like five movies in 1975. <laughs> what? Uh, actually, so four. So Tommy, which I've never seen. Nope. The Passenger. The Fortune, and then Cuckoo's Nest. Wow. Yeah. That's a busy 75. Two more in 76, 78, then The Shining in 80. Uh, he's got two in 81. So it's just on and on and on. Man. He's a great actor. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I've only seen three, four, maybe five of his movies, I'd say. Three, yeah, three three Oscars he's gotten. But yeah, I mean, that's something maybe a movie podcast shouldn't say, but I'm right there with you. I've only, I've, I, I haven't really gone into his filmography much. Let's see what we can think of Chinatown, which obviously we've seen in preparation for this show. Chinatown, uh, Cuckoo's Shining, Nest. Shining, Cuckoo's Nest, uh, A Few Good Men. Terms of Endearment. Uh, I actually never saw that. Really? Yeah. I'd say it's good. It's almost too sad, but yeah, it's good. As uh, good as it gets. Yeah, what's that? That's like six, I think. I don't know. I can't Anger know. Management um, with Adam Sandler. I never saw that. Really? Uh, I don't Adam know. Maybe Sandler? it was like an on-TV thing on okay. like FX that I right. half-watched. Um, I think that actually now that I'm listing those off, I'm starting to you think, think more? like, yeah, I probably can think of more too. So I, I think, I guess I've probably seen maybe 10, 11 of his movies. I feel like I've seen him more on that when he used to be on the, uh, at the Lakers games more than <laughs> I know. But I guess when you start, it's like, I've never seen Easy Rider. Uh, that I want to do because I, yeah, I haven't well, seen that either. Let's do it. Let's, book let's do it. it. Cause that's Dennis Hopper. I think too. I believe so. I started watching five easy pieces one time cause I hear that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never finished it. Uh, that's like the story of my life is starting a movie and never, <laughs> never finishing it. Yeah. I'm there too. Um, that's actually what I did with Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Which we should maybe not do a show on, but at least watch. Right. Uh, that one is, I think we looked at, actually, I think we were debating between Lawrence of Arabia and this movie. And it sort of came down to runtime, I think, right? Honestly, yeah. It's like I mean, three hours, 48 yeah. minutes or something we'll, like that. We'll get, we'll get to it eventually, but yeah, it's just no. like, come on. I remember I started it, and it was, I don't know, I'm 15 minutes in, and it wasn't bad, but I'm like, this thing is, yeah. this is now like uh, the, the tiniest bit of revelation of what the story is. I'm not even there at right. all. This is going to be a full thing. Seriously. I mean, maybe with the holidays coming up, we'll have a couple extra days off so we can maybe have some time to actually watch it. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we I hinted at something. Uh, maybe we'll do like uh, each of us plan a day off from work. Yeah. Watch a movie and do a show immediately. Yeah, afterwards. do a show immediately. Maybe yeah, two shows, three shows. Maybe go see something in the theater. Do one yeah. of those, just a, one like 
glorious podcast day. Do like uh yeah, like a I don't even know what you call that, but yeah, it uh, a lot of a lot of shows at once. That would be great. So that's Nicholson. This is a Roman Polanski movie. Have you seen any other Polanski movies besides this? Uh, I saw a pianist uh, with Adrian Brody How was back that? in two thousand two. That's good. It's really good. Um, that one, it's, an- uh, yeah, won an Oscar for Adrian Brody. He won Best Lead Actor. I think it might have won more uh, other technical awards too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen many other of his movies. Obviously he's a controversial figure and all that. I mean, we're right. just, we're just looking at the art here. We're not going into that or anything, but yeah, we um, definitely looked at it more as a Jack Nicholson movie than a Polanski. Yeah, definitely. Film. I saw, um, Frantic with Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he did that. I didn't see that, but I didn't realize that was him. It's pretty good. I think not great. Um, it's it's a good Harrison Ford fan like you mm-hmm. will appreciate it, but I don't think it was a great movie, but still okay. definitely worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, worth I'll a check watch. it out. And uh, I think it's the Ninth Gate with um, Johnny Depp, which is just just horrible. Okay, <laughs> horrible in my opinion, horrible. Because okay, so that those are I mean yeah, because I know he did the Pianist. Um, I mean he's still making movies. He did that I've movie never... uh, Carnage like in 2011 yeah. with um, John C. Riley, Kate Winslet. Oh. Christoph Waltz and Jodie Foster. They're like parents of a kid of two kids that got in a fight. They're like each respective parent and they I guess try to duke it out. I started that's, that's another movie started that I finished. started watching and never finished. John C. Riley's kind of an interesting actor. Isn't yeah, he? I like him. He's, he's like dramatic yeah, and absurdly comical. Yeah, he's, like, he started out dramatic, then got comical, and now it seems like he's starting to get more into the dramatic roles yeah, again. Yeah. Like it's, he's definitely got a range there, but um but yeah, I, other than that, yeah, not many other Polanski movies. Yeah, Chinatown, I think, is our is my first viewing. First viewing, yep. And I think that's the first time we've had a show where this is our first viewing each <laughs> for a movie. Yeah, the, the first time, you think? I think so. Yeah. I don't, can you think of another one that we've done? That's true, yeah, because usually, usually one of us, yeah. We'll recommend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good call. Um, so we're in uncharted waters. Here. I know, man. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is one I've always meant to get to, and I think that's what it was yeah. for first time listeners. Right now, listen, they're like, "Oh, a movie podcast." We've said we haven't seen a lot of movies so far this episode. <laughs> this is, uh, but uh, I was I just texted Dave the other day. I said we we've done thirty seven analysis episodes now yeah. on on blockbuster mentality. Sure so, where which you know on paper may not seem a lot, but that's that's quite a that's a good chunk of movies. Yeah, we do top five list where we have to you know if you qualify for the top five, you've had to seen it. So we actually have seen <laughs> movies, but yes. it's true. I mean, there's how many movies? Have I know made? it's like, insane. You know, millions, right? Yeah. And you know how many can you watch? And we're trying, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we're inevitably you know some will fall through the cracks. Yes, exactly. We're not watching like one a day. Right love to yes definitely this one i actually remember um i mean i've seen bits and pieces of it you know uh just obviously you know just clips from maybe oscar shows or anything but i do remember it being on tv and i remember uh the knife being stuck in jack nicholson's nose i was at my grandpa's house he he always watched rated r movies in front of us (laughs) when we were way too young (laughs) um yes and uh i remember the the knife being stuck in a nose that always stood out to me and then the after effects of you know the scar he had and and the bandage and everything so i do i always have remembered this and so that this movie does always remind me of my grandpa so that's it so it's another reason to you know discover this movie and everything um that's nice i hope to be that grandpa too I'm, i'll have like you know i don't know taxi driver on right for little ones. <laughs> be like hey kids this <laughs> oh man can you imagine there's <laughs> something because i remember actually i think when i was a kid and my parents were 
we were like staying in a hotel and I think they always have HBO on mm-hmm. and, and I was like maybe four or five and they were watching Platoon and I just I wow. was pretending to sleep and I was watching Platoon <laughs> and it I think you know as a kid it's like it's so like yeah. insane and taboo like what you're watching on right. the screen I was like riveted by just the yeah. violence and the swearing yeah exactly F words people's heads getting blown yeah. off <laughs> you feel so adult you're right when yeah. you're watching it definitely like, I, I can comprehend the what they're saying and I right. can kind of actually follow the story that makes me like feel special <laughs> yeah. and cool yeah. I'm grown up here yeah <laughs> but uh, but yeah this uh, this one this one uh, was rated R but it, it really not much I think there's like one F word in this um, I think today, if it came out, it probably wouldn't be rated R. Yeah. Um, Although I don't even think, I don't even know if this movie would be made. To, I, don't, I was trying to, I was watching. I'm like, what would this movie be like if it was made now? And I, I couldn't imagine it in a way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, they they come out with no R's and stuff. I could see it being a little more violent. You know, maybe a little Definitely. more uh, profanity. Um, There'll be more guns, more yeah. beatings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I, maybe like car chases. Yeah. So I mean, I, I could see a you know this type of movie coming out again. Um, or, you, th- you know nowadays. What do you think of the setting? Uh, you mean just like where where everything is? Yeah. Or, well, uh, just like I don't know, nineteen twenties, thirties, Los Angeles. I, I like this. I, I like that noir. I mean, not that I've <laughs> gone back and watched a lot of these movies, but it kind of reminded me of like. Like the James Cagney uh, type okay. type movies, uh, which have always intrigued me. I've need to you know go back and try to rediscover those and discover many of them. Maybe L.A. Confidential in this. Yeah, it's got that private investigator feel like uh, L.A. Confidential has. That's a good call. I actually didn't even think about that, but now it's, as soon as you <laughs> said that, I was like, wow, yeah, that's hundred percent right. Now that movie was about like police corruption and all that. This one is deals with corruption, but. It's like water politics, which yeah, it's, is kind of neat, I thought. Yeah. It's a story that I don't know that I've ever heard. Yeah, I guess uh, it makes sense. I just, uh, like the drought and stuff in California yeah. and everything, it seems like it was more of a recent issue. I didn't realize how long of an issue it's actually been. Well, you think about um, it, the, the place is built on a desert. Yeah. I mean, it's a literal <laughs> desert. So, you know, we've got the ocean here on one side and we've got mountains on the other side. Yeah, I think when they were discovering it, like, I mean, that was the main thing of not going there is just because how are we going to get water to it? And right. then someone, inv- you know, I mean, I know the Hoover Dam, I think, had stuff to do with it. And, right. Uh, you know, by the Grand Canyon and stuff. And um, it does kind of bring up those questions, though. Like, why are we making these? Oh, that's not the only one. There's there's Phoenix, Arizona. There's Las Vegas. Right. We're building things in the middle of a desert. And part of me makes me... I, I got that thought of uh, Blade Runner 2049 where... I know it was a slightly different circumstance, but one day, I think, Los Angeles will return to a desert. Or mm-hmm. Phoenix. Or Las Vegas. Yeah. We really shouldn't be building no. giant <laughs> mega cities yeah. with 20 million people living yeah. around them where there isn't a reliable source of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it's definitely an unnatural place to live, and man has made it natural or has made it sustainable. But yeah, I mean, it's 2049 is a good call, too, because yeah, that's definitely showed you like what could be, you yeah. know, in the not. Not too far future, you know. You can tame nature to an extent, but it will eventually like come back and bite you or something. I mean, that's not like that's not that's not a theme of the movie per se, but it is definitely something that they're trying to figure out right. at this point. How do we get water to these people? Yeah, and, and speaking of setting, like I always thought this would take place in New York. You know, thinking Chinatown. I I like when it when I was watching it the other day. It was like, oh wow, this is in L.A. That's super interesting because <laughs> like, I don't know why I just thought 
assumed it would be in New York. Yeah, or like or San Francisco. Or yeah, you don't think of L.A. Chinatown as much. No, definitely not. No, and it's kind of interesting too because it's the name of the movie, and we're, the movie actually isn't in Chinatown until basically the very end. Chinatown is more of a symbol, right, than yeah. a place. So, what do you think Chinatown means? Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's let's get into it. Yeah, um, let's dive in. Get into the meat of this already. So yeah, I mean, that's a big line in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's and it's the title of the movie. Right. So I mean, yeah, I mean Chinatown. I mean, obviously, it's uh, you know kind of represents just not being able to accomplish anything. You know, you're this powerless guy. You know, this everyday honest living guy. You know, he. he specifically emphasizes you know i make an honest living you know when someone yeah. you know kind of calls him out for very defensive yeah very defensive about what he does you know jack nicholson he's a pi private investigator and um basically basically just works for people who are trying to see if their spouse is cheating on them yeah. um it's dirty and, uh, yeah yeah definitely but like, yeah I not mean, illegal but you're dealing with like bad behavior right yeah you're just yeah catching people in the act and exposing them saying yep th- they did it you know it's uh i, I mean I, I i yeah you you got to get dirty but i mean it's still i i do agree with them i think it's an honest living i mean it's you know people are hiring me they want to find out something about this person i mean do you do you not th- feel it's an honest living no i do i but just thinking about you know what else chinatown could go well, we learned he was a cop in chinatown right who then yeah. became a private investigator so I think it's also um, it's about having a, a rough past or yeah. a past that you don't understand. And I think because this movie is, I don't want to call it a dream, but I got hints of vertigo in this. Where Oh my God, I was going to mention that to you. Yes, yeah. I was wondering if you picked up on that too. It's not clear what's real and what's not mm-hmm. really ever. And then it seems like this has been going on for this Jake character for a long time, and he hasn't known. There's been real consequences. Bad things have happened, but he never knew in the moment what was real and what was not. And he's like dealing with that whole thing. And I think this movie in itself is almost, I don't want to call it, (laughs) ridiculous is the wrong word. It's you have to kind of suspend disbelief yeah. in the plot a bit. Yeah, definitely. Just like you would with Vertigo. Vertigo, absolutely, yeah. You have to treat it in that way. It's surreal. Yeah. The characters are surreal. It's especially the mystery of it and everything and yeah. just the the twists and turns and everything, even that aspect of it, you can definitely get those vertigo vibes from this. And even the setting, even like some of the shots and everything, it was like it was so crystal clear and kind of beautiful, you know, the landscape and everything. I yeah. was like, man, this is... <laughs> the movie holds up very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, the whole him saying as little as possible. Uh, that's that's one of the lines in the movie where he, you know, they he's asked like, well, oh, what'd you do in as a cop in Chinatown? And he said, as little as possible. Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, that's the last line Jake says. Yeah. Before, as before yeah. the movie and he, Yeah, he kind of says that. It under his breath after yeah. uh, Faye Dunaway gets shot and killed, you know, he's just like as little as possible. Because I mean, that's kind of represents, yeah, just how you know the cops just they're not fully trying to stop what's happening. No, I think he's trying corruption. Yeah, exactly. He's fighting it always and losing. And and I think the first time he mentioned to do as little as possible was in relation to um, something bad. He tried to help somebody. I forget the exact line, but he's like, I tried to do good. And it got wrecked. So that, so then I learned to do as little as possible. Yeah. And he had to... It basically happened to him again. Right. He tried to help this woman, Faye Dunaway. Yeah. And basically by him trying to help, it made things worse. 
Yeah. And that was, he had to like learn that lesson again. It kind of makes the whole movie very cynical. Yeah. In a way. I'm not left feeling good. No, definitely not. I mean, yeah, movie. like I said, the last line is forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Because he's like, this innocent woman just got shot, you yeah. know, right in front of me. And I'm just supposed to walk away because this is just the way of the world, you know, it's just turning your shoulder. This rich, powerful guy is going to get away with it. And I'm just sitting here, you know, trying to do the best I can to uncover this and tell people what's going on. And, you know, it's going to get forgotten about. It's going to get glazed over because this is Chinatown. This is what happens in Chinatown. To translate it would be, in, in a different way, it would be for Jake to say, do as little as possible. And then his guy to say, forget it. It's Chinatown. is basically say, everything I do turns to shit. And the response is, it's okay, Jake. The world is shit. That's yeah. basically what's being said. <laughs> yes, that's a good call. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> basically what that line is saying. It's like, there's nothing you can do about it. The world is shit. So, you know. And that's the movie. Let it go. <laughs> it makes me feel like weird, though, because yeah. there's no real, there's, there is no resolution. No, definitely not. Other than the death of. It's just confirming his feelings about things are corrupt. There's nothing I can do about it. No matter how hard I try to make things better, you yeah. know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, because what's the difference between him as a PI and the cops? Not really, right? I mean, there's no, like, none of them are morally better. They're just, right. got, he, he sort of acts like a policeman, the way he Definitely. goes about walking into people's offices, talking his way through things. He doesn't have a gun. Well, does he have a gun? I don't know. But I, I don't know. He doesn't arrest people or anything like that. But right. it's, he's sort of, like, almost on the level of yeah. the cop. But uh, he does have a morality to him because when he thinks, you know, he, she's uh, kidnapping, holding this woman against her will, you know, he's, you know, uh, like, I'm going to take you to jail. You know, <laughs> this is it. It's over. So, yeah. So what that's actually was the fact that she was running because her dad is she was afraid of her father because I couldn't really quite clear up what if there was a crime. That yeah. She was gonna um, be, am I? Losing yeah, I think I think here. I think her main concern was yeah, just protecting her daughter's sister, <laughs> protecting her because she knew that her dad was after her. Yeah, so there was she didn't actually do commit a crime. She obviously she didn't kill her husband, right? Right. She yes. was hiding the Correct. lover who was not mm-hmm. even was was she even really the lover? I don't know. See, that's that's what I, because I mean we do have her uh, that Hollis. Hollis guy, you know, and Jake's taking pictures of him and everything. That Hollis guy with her, yeah, kissing and stuff. Or I don't know if they were kissing, but they were like hugging, right? Or- that, they were hugging, but I don't know if it was a kiss, but was okay. it a romantic? Yeah, I kiss? guess I should have went back and kind of watched that scene because, yeah, because that would be weird if he's actually no, yeah. seeing her, or if he was set up. Yeah, didn't know who she was, which is possible. Oh, interesting, interesting. So uh, we've sort of talked around this, but. Uh, <laughs> And this is sort of, the whole thing is really a mystery. The movie opens up with a woman hiring Jack Nicholson, a private investigator, to investigate her cheating husband. Okay, right. fine. He goes and tr- he tracks down this guy who is an engineer who's refusing to build a dam. Uh, I don't know how far we're into the show, but now we're talking about the plot. But <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Hey, I mean, <clears throat> he doesn't want to go with the flow. He doesn't want to build a dam. If you're, if you're listening to this, you've seen Chinatown, hopefully. If yeah. not, or if uh, you haven't, we've, we're inspiring you to go yes, watch it afterwards. Exactly. Or you just enjoy the listen. Yes, <laughs> You'll never you just like it. the sound of our voice. You can consider yourself to have already watched it by listening to this show. Right? There you go. So uh, the the husband, uh, Mulray, he's a chief engineer at some firm, and he's refusing to build a dam, Right. which there's a drought. They need to figure out how to you know, conserve water and distribute it properly, but there was a dam that had already f- failed, and they pretty much want him to build it basically again, or yeah. I don't know if it's in the same spot or in a similar 
do something again yeah. where it's structurally unsound. And Jack Nicholson is watching this town council city meeting, tra- just trailing this guy. Right. Trails him. He goes up walking on these steps, sees him kissing this girl, and then uh, exposes. They take pictures. It goes to the press. This guy, he's like a oh, you know a, a high man in society. He gets exposed. Jack get, Jack Nicholson gets notoriety. Gets his money. Then we find out. The woman who hired him was not actually the wife. <laughs> yep. And that's a bit of vertigo there, yeah. right? Yeah, Who's definitely. Who, what's yeah. what? <laughs> definitely. And then yeah. the girl that was kissing the husband, we later find out at the end of the movie, Faye Dunaway says, I was her mother and her sister. Yeah. Meaning. It's like, what? <laughs> that came from your f- the fa- her father is the father. Yep. Yeah, Noah Cross in the movie, played by uh, John Huston. Yeah, really good performance. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was, uh, he was a very good villain. I think he's even in the AFI vil- 100 villains. He's like number, I don't know, 40s. I don't even know what number he's in, but he's in that list. <laughs> so a great villain without definitely. really doing anything physically. It's no, definitely. It's all just his voice and his presence right. on the screen. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you don't really know what's bad about him until the end. You yeah. know, we, we kind of find out about the rape and stuff at the end. And then when he's, you know, basically taken, trying to take that the daughter away, that's when we do it. But yeah, great performance by him. A lot of money, a lot of power. He's yep. buying off the cops, the politicians. Yep. And that's why Faye Dunaway wants to run. We were assuming, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. Because I don't think she did. She didn't kill her husband. She wasn't involved in anything criminally. I don't believe. No. Yeah. Again, I don't. I don't believe so. I mean, that's what uh, again it feels vertigo about it. Hitchcockian about it is you know you at first you're like okay she probably did have something to do with her husband. He finds the. Uh, glasses in that pond. I oh, love yeah. how he finds out how it's salt water, and then you know the the uh, groundskeepers like, oh yeah, grass kills or salt water kills grass, and he's like, I love how we're finding it out as Jake's finding it out as Jack Nicholson's finding it out. How um, cool was that scene when Jack follows uh, Mulray down? He goes, he climbs down into the onto the rocks. Yeah, and the reservoir. I the think. reservoir. Yeah. yeah, and he's just. The way the camera is with mm-hmm. him like peeking around, right. and the camera's showing all these points of views, and it looks back, and then he and looking at him through binoculars. Shot. You got a kid on a horse and everything. Yeah, you know he's he's meeting with that kid because yeah, I mean the far, farmers are a big part of this movie. You know they're they're wanting you know they're being having water held back from them and everything. But yeah, awesome shots, and I love that shot of. Uh, after he's watching him for a little while, then they show time has passed and he's sitting there on the rocks and the sunsets kind yeah, of yeah. over the beach. That's a beautiful shot there. How cool was that little that little bit where he uh, he does what the stopwatch? Yeah, that was. <laughs> Yeah, because when he first put you know did that, I was like, "What is he doing?" He opens like, his glove box and he's got like twenty little wa- right. watches that you know wind up stop wa- or just wind up watches. Yeah, little pocket watches. Right. He put one under the tire, let it run, put it under the tire, and then when it when the the guy backs up over the watch, you can look at the time and see yeah. how long he's been there. Yeah, exactly. He was there all night. Thought that was really nice, really yeah. cool. To, that's, that reminds me of something you'd see like in the Tarantino movie or something. Right. You know, like yeah. some like little inventive little little touch. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessary. Although we do get. So I'm thinking about it. We do get the ticking clock sound every time Jack Nicholson is like in bed or hanging out with Faye Dunaway. Do you remember hearing that in the background? There was like a tick, 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 yeah, tick, tick. yeah. I don't know if there's a connection Plus, between that or if it's just a way to add yeah, like in a, yeah, in yeah. Score, maybe but, your time is running out. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, I made note of that but, a couple times. Yeah, but, but uh, what I made note of too was the score. The score in this movie is awesome. Really good. Um, actually, I probably should have looked that up. Who did the score? But, uh, but yeah, Williams. great. No, <laughs> probably. I know. It, I know. No, it was not. nominated for. 
<laughs> I know it was nominated for best score, um, but yeah, the score in this movie really helps set the tone for everything. Um, I and just really like the story that this is a mystery that I'm actually engaged in. Right? It's not yeah. even really a whodunit at that point. No. You just want to know what's yeah, cause, at, why? Because when you think about it, like it doesn't even seem like this any of this would have made national news or anything. Like it's almost a smaller story. Yeah. Like I could see how it's kind of big for the city. But uh, like this whole murder and everything, you know, murder in Chinatown probably wouldn't even make news nationally. Right. You know? Mulray gets killed. He's washed up. Um, we find out uh, he's sort of the reason. Well, when Jack is first watching him, he's, there was that drainage pipe that gets shot out with water. Right. We figure out that the company that runs the reservoir is dumping water out and then claiming it's, we know we need. Yeah. It, dumping it out. They're like basically creating the drought. In a right. Sense. Dumping it out from the reservoir during a drought. Yeah. And yeah. They're, it's like, we need that water. Mulray <laughs> either figured this out or was onto them and he got killed. Right. For it. And that's kind of interesting. Jack goes, or Jack, yeah. Jake goes Jake, to, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to investigate. He goes to the, it's like there's no trespassing thing. Gets to those guys where, they cut his nose. Let's just talk about this. Yeah, I know. This is rough. It's yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah, because yeah, Jake's uh, Jack. I kind of feel like he parallels what then uh, Mulray's going through because Mulray's going down in the reservoir. He's trying to figure out what's happened. Jack leaves, and Mulray probably finds out basically the same time that you know the They're reservoir is being dumped. Yeah. So Mulray finds it out and gets killed for it. Now Jack's trying to find out the same stuff. He's same going deal. down where Mulray was and he's about to get killed for it too. He's trespassing and everything, climbs over the fence once the water's rushing. I do want to say one quick thing. I just like the character that he just he's seeking truth. Yeah, and exactly. Never, it doesn't seem to have any other motivation <laughs> other than just to like figure out what's going on. Yeah, I never and I never feel like he even at the beginning like I never feel like he's a scummy guy or no. anything or he's like this, you know, weaselly lawyer type guy. Uh, I think again. I, I feel like he is making an honest living, and he does have a moral center to him, I you do, know, yeah. which makes him more intriguing. Plus, because it's Jack Nicholson, you know, it's it's him, you know, cracking jokes and uh, you know making fun of other people. But at the same time, you know, he's got this moral center, and he's like, he wants he wants justice, he wants the truth, he wants to figure out what's going on so i think that's cool and i just love jack nicholson in this movie i think he's he's just so cool he's you know? awesome well it's almost like that character trait is like what drives him and it's like his best quality but it's like his worst quality because it gets him into trouble yeah you know it's like both he's he's so driven to figure out figure things out and get to the truth of things he gets himself into so much trouble right and then by doing that by trying to help others he gets them into trouble I find that it's such a flawed yeah well-meaning character is that uh, I mean because I know we, you know we obviously you know we're prepping for the show you you had brought up something about finding truth you know kind of becomes self-destructive yeah. is that kind of what that, yeah I think that's another way to yeah, say it yeah. yeah he's he's pushing so far yeah. pushing so much that it, he, he goes too far in the sense where the world pushes back and punishes him for trying to, this sick world that he lives in basically tries to destroy him destroy him for finding the truth right yeah i mean cuz he found the girl and everything which noah cross was able to get to the girl then yeah yes and she ended up dying <laughs> because know. he uncovered what was going on, you know? So, I mean, I, I guess maybe he's he feels guilt there at the end, you know? It's I mean, like, obviously he feels guilt, but, you know, he's sad. You know, he just slept with this woman and everything. I mean, he, obviously he feels something towards her. So, I mean, uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe he feels even... That, that kind of puts another uh, more powerful uh, essence to the end because... 
yeah, I mean, if he didn't just, if he would have just minded his own business, yeah. stuck stuck his nose, I mean, him getting cut in the nose is symbolic, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, if he didn't stick his nose where it didn't <laughs> know, belong, she probably wouldn't have died. She probably wouldn't have gotten shot. She would have never gotten found. You know, everything would have been fine. That's such a great call. And because I'm, I'm thinking about it, I'm so he goes. Just to be clear, you know that he gets caught by these two guys. He's at the fence, and they the guy takes a, a knife, a pretty good looking big knife, puts it big inside of his nose, and just rips a yeah. slice. And says, "You're lucky I would have taken it off and fed it to my goldfish or something yep. like that." Yeah. And then he has to wear this big bandage. So I'm, I'm just watching this movie, thinking like, okay, why? Why did Roman Polanski have his main character, his protagonist? Get caught on his nose and have to wear a bandage on his face. What's right. the reason for this? Right. What you know? Yeah. And like you said, uh, sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah. I had the same idea. Sniffing around yeah. too much. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Right. All this stuff. Oh yeah, it's like that like, one. Yeah. I mean, it's not you cutting it, but someone else. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the idea of, but you put yourself in that situation. Right. You're endangering yeah. yourself by doing it. Yeah. It's such a like symbolic, obvious <laughs> physical thing. Right. And I think that's it's exactly yeah. right. It's such an interesting choice here. Definitely. So cool. <laughs> it makes me really like that. You yeah, know? definitely. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I love that scene because I mean, it's it's cool, like little practical effects. You know, they it shows them actually cutting his nose and his blood splattering and everywhere. It's, it's I guess nose, the, man. I guess there was a I guess there was a rumor that that it was really his nose because I guess in interviews, Roman Polanski and Jack Nicholson both just went with it and said, "Yeah, he really cut my nose and stuff." But obviously, it was uh, definitely a prop because um, we'd still see that scar yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in his future movies. Uh, but you know who stuck the uh, knife in his nose? No, it was Roman Polanski. The, oh, was the it? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I thought, uh, yeah, performance wise, Jack Nicholson, just amazing. So, uh, how would Faye you Dunaway ra- was great. Sorry. No, go ahead. How would you rate this compared to the ones you've seen, his performances? Oh, man. You know, compared yeah. to The Shining, Cuckoo's Nest, Goes It Gets, let's just maybe. I mean, a, a it's before men. he became a caric- caricature of himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's like uh, Niro, definitely before right? that, like De Niro, like Samuel Jackson. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I, it has to be towards the top. I mean, I, I, I love this performance. I think it's great. You know, it shows the jokey side of him, but at the same time, the I want to know what happens, you know, the serious side of him. Um, I think it's his best performance that I've really? seen. Really? Okay. He, I, think, I, I have to give the edge to Cuckoo's Nest, but yeah, yeah, but but I think Cuckoo's Nest is more Jack. Yeah, that's true. That is bit. more the classic Jack Nicholson. I feel like he carries this movie on his shoulders the entire way. Yeah, because there's points where it's like the movie kind of, you know, it's a little slow. Uh, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on, but he definitely make he uplifts those moments. Yeah. yeah, I don't think this movie would be anything without him in it. Yeah, starring. Yeah. I, I I would agree with you there. Yeah. So, but maybe I could see you know if you say Cuckoo's Nest or The Shining or whatever, I, I I could I could buy those arguments. But and of course I just saw this, but I think this is the best I've ever seen him. I'm like kind of like just loving this guy yeah. on screen, <laughs> and he's not over the top. He's, no, he's, absolutely. He, not. If anything, he's a little bit low key. Yeah. And he he'll, he'll give you a little bit, you know, like that time when he's talking to the guy and and walks into the elevator and tips his hat. I forget what exactly yeah. he says. He's just kind of making fun of him. Right. It's a little bit of Jack. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, to get that little glimpses of him, but he's still <laughs> subdued. You know, yeah. it's not fully. Yeah, because yeah, Cuckoo's Nest, like he's yeah, a little crazier, shining, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, good call there. Um, the, what's this people capable of anything idea you got here? Sorry to just jump into that, but what, what what do you mean by that idea? People capable of anything. Again, we prep for the show and we kind of 
make notes. I think it's. <laughs> I think what I'm thinking of. Every, there's so much corruption, and it makes people make bad decisions. Yeah, because they're so motivated or afraid by people with power above them. They're just in this insane world. Right. They don't have like cops who are maybe not so dirty become dirty. Right. You know, um, a guy who's a father goes and I don't know what his intentions were, but was it really to to rape his child? And, yeah have another child off of that child Ugh. i don't know it feels like that's the kind of thing going on everyone right. gets driven and reduced to like their most base animal yeah. nature because the system is so corrupt yeah they they definitely take it to another level there with the, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the rape and stuff because yeah. at first it's just like man yeah i mean they're obviously you know uh taking away the water from land and then buying it because it's less money because it's there's no water there yeah and then they're gonna you know they're buying up all this land, buying, on yeah, the cheap, putting it on old ladies' home uh, who are in the nursing home, right? Putting it in their name, right? Everyone's in on it, seemingly, right? Everyone you come in contact with in this world is a corrupt bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do they want to be? Is that? I mean, do they think of themselves as evil, or are they just operating what's rational to them? Yeah, you know, in the moment, right, in their lives. And get, the, so good. You no, know, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you got the that whole cor- corporate greed, you know, type of thing, and, yeah. and you know, it's just like, how much money do you need? I mean, this guy's already rich, and you just never. It's enough. just like how, yeah, how how much more do you need that you're just going to take away this water from these farmers and everything? But then to add to you know the more to more evil, you know, to, to add on to the evil of this guy, they go and say he raped his daughter and had a kid with her like it's almost a little too much yeah yeah story wise i think yeah that it definitely threw me off there uh you know when when that uh reveal was made it felt like it was almost shocking just to be shocking yeah plus you got you know jack nicholson hitting the woman and everything it's just like <laughs> the slaps <laughs> I know. 2018. I don't think that would be in a movie. Those today. are like legit smacks. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm give you like three or four. Yeah, that was pretty rough to watch. Not expecting that at all. But I guess it's you know it's a 1974 film and there was this stuff in here. Yeah, we hit women back then. You know. <laughs> so, well, actually, real quick. Now that we mentioned that, I just want to bring up uh, Rocky's brother-in-law is in this movie. Oh, yeah, Polly. Polly. Yes. Thank There's you. There's a few actually. <laughs> There's uh, Higgins from Magnum PI. He, oh. he was the the other guy who wore, you don't know. You know no, I'm not a Magnum PA guy. Sorry, he wore the Detroit hat, so this guy I sucks. know that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the other guy was the uh, the house man, I guess, who worked at the house. He was the big oh. lo- big, big trouble little China and Cartwright. Yeah, four. Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld. Yep, Chinese Seinfeld. Yep. <laughs> but the guy's been in a million. Things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's <laughs> funny to see him. Yeah. Um, Polly, but yeah, then you. I like how Polly is the Paul. first person you see at the beginning. His <laughs> yeah. wife's cheating on him, and at the end, you know, Jack Nicholson uses him to try to get there, and you see a black eye in his wife's <laughs> his wife's eye. Well, yeah, this scene is strange, right? Because he shows up, and he's like, "Hey, here's the guy who helped us. Remember, yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't really help you. Your wife was cheating on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And there she is, and you've obviously knocked her face." In- <laughs> It's like he's your hero. Right. You owe him a favor. Right. Not really, you paid him money to do a job to find out a horrible truth. So <laughs> right. that was weird to me too. Right? Mm-hmm. He was like celebrating him. Yeah. Hey, hey, this guy. He proved that my wife was cheating. Look yeah. at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely weird that he was so excited to see him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was cool. A little maneuvering by Jack Nicholson in that scene. You know, no, to for try sure. to get away. That one one scene that really surprised me was when you know he gets to the lady's house who had originally said that she was uh, Mulray's wife. Yeah. 
and uh, you know she's she's murdered there, and then he's looking at the body, and then boom, like all of a sudden, like lights come out of the that closet. Cool. It's like yeah. whoa, they're, like, they're waiting for him. Didn't expect to see that. There's a lot of use of shadow in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's that scene when uh, Jack Nicholson and, F- and Faye Dunaway are in the car. Mm-hmm. And it's very dark, except for like a, a thin bit of light right over their faces and their right. eyes. Really cool there. Definitely, and I love the touch of when he wants to follow Faye Dunaway. Yeah. He kicks the light out. Like that was. Like for nineteen, I don't know. It just it felt so smart to me to to show him kicking out the light and then showing like okay, this is gonna make it easier for her him to follow her. You know, it's from like a the distance. watches. It's another like little yeah. trick. That yeah, I thought that got. was brilliant. Like yeah. that was such a brilliant touch. And uh, so yeah, I mean that was that was really cool. Um, well, we talked about water. I just wanted to mention there seems to be like this connection between water as life, obviously. Uh, there's that cool thing with John Houston's talking about. Well, actually, I want to go back just a second. We said oh, everyone is horrible. Everyone is corrupt in this movie. The only one I think it really wasn't was Mulray. He got killed for it. Yeah, exactly. He was like the only honest man in the universe. Yeah, unless he was really cheating. I don't. Could have been. Uh, yes. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he had the idea of instead of creating all these reservoirs and dams, to actually drop water into the desert, and then that way it won't evaporate. It'll actually mm-hmm. seep into, and you can get like a water table going, which is pretty cool. But water is life, and this guy, he's. People get drowned, which is sort of ironic, right? Because they're like, how you drown in a desert? And that's sort of, I think the movie's trying to say something there that, you know, the unexpected is going on. Right. The world is sort of upside down. Right. We're in a drought, but yet people keep drowning. Yeah. Why? And- yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah. We're in a drought, but people keep drowning. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, I mean, you you making that parallel. I mean, they, these guys trying to, you know, the water company, which is essentially Noah Cross and Del- uh, Mulray, but Noah Cross is basically trying to suck the life yeah. from people. You know, They control life. Right. Literally. Yeah. Control life. Control life. Yeah. I mean, it's... I guess some of these things are... Are they are they heavy handed because we're talking about them now? It's like this with the with the water and the life, and then the nose thing. You know, no, is that is that too obvious? I don't think so because I mean it's. Uh, is it just because we're like film nerds? I, I, uh, it might be, it might be too, but, <laughs> uh, but no, I think the symbolism symbolism in this film is masterclass. I mean, the yeah. writing in this is just outstanding and uh you know even doing research for the show i just saw came across so many things about the people saying like how this is just like the like script writing 101 you know this is um which i mean yeah i mean really breaking this down and talking about it it just it makes me realize that breaking down a film and talking about it makes you appreciate it more and then makes me love what we do and and how an original rating I might have had just thinking about it on my own might change a little. I'm there right with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, before we do that, do we have any uh, anything from Twitter or uh, yeah, we do have uh, Twitter Twitter uh, questions here. Um, uh, just want to bring up one here. Uh, IMDb Journey Podcast. Thank you. You guys rock. Uh, is what I'm saying to them. They okay. didn't say that to us. Uh, where do you rank this in Jack Nicholson's performances? Yeah, we kind of you know went over that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you said it's, 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 I think it's the best. Okay, could be just recency yeah. or not, but I think it's the best I've ever seen him. He absolutely carries this movie. He's, I think he's fantastic. I think he's so cool. Yeah. I think it's one of his coolest performances. Again, I, I don't know. I, I one flew over the cuckoo's nest has always been hard to argue a that. soft spot for me. So yeah. it's you know maybe if I you know continue 
continue to revisit this movie and uh, I could I could see that being number one. But yeah, I, I, it's outstanding. Great uh, cinematography, great score, great mystery, you know, great writing. Yeah. What, what a film, man. This is uh, one that I can't believe it took me so long to get to. Same here. It's one we heard, we both heard about a lot. Neither one of us had seen. We're like, let's just do this thing. Yeah, let's do it, man. It only just do it. Two hours, 11 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, <laughs> I feel, is there anything else? I feel like there's might have been other scenes I wanted to talk about. Maybe not. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we covered yeah. that. We, covered, we got it. Covered the incest. We covered yeah. the uh, do as little as possible. Yeah, I like but, that uh, but again, t- t- the what? Do as little as possible. Yes, I like that. the do, yeah, do as little as possible. <laughs> That's a nice line. I definitely want to use that more. <laughs> like <laughs> talking about it at work, like just like, what do you, what do, you do here, Ben? Ah, yeah. as little as possible. Yeah. I think I do will cause um, more trouble. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, just back to that forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown scene. Yeah. So again, it's just, to me, yeah, it's just uh, about you know, not being able to do anything about important issues sometimes, you know, you're not, you're not able to, you know, overcome this, this place. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I love that. That is a great just acting scene there by, by Nicholson, because you think he's going to go into that moment where he's like freaking out that, uh, uh, what's his, the stuttering guy from Cuckoo's Nest, you know, when he freaks out that he killed himself and he just goes off on her. You like, you like kind of feel like that, that moment's going to happen in this. And he's just like, you know, he's not in love with her or anything, you know, it's just someone he slept with, but he obviously cares about her, but he's just kind of like, like he's kind of in awe, just like what happened here. He's just like, and he's like under his breath. He's just like as little as possible. You know, it's a great acting moment, but at the same time, it's too like it's you. You feel what 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 he means. You know, in a way. You know, it's just um, it's really powerful. But yeah. it's so pessimistic. I guess that's maybe what I was trying to say earlier, where I couldn't imagine this movie being made now because it's so pessimistic and a bit dark and a bit just. The world sucks. I mean, we do get those, but yeah. I feel like it's very much for the time. Cause yeah. I, you know, in the 70s, they were doing all this experimental stuff, right, doing yeah. all kinds of letting the directors make whatever movie they wanted to make, which is cool. Do you think that meant, too, though, that uh, you know they could have just let her drive off and then try to hunt her down later and try to investigate more, but they're trying to do as little as possible, so let me just shoot at her and see what happens. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you think that That's, is kind of what... Like, yeah. Is yeah, I mean, I could I could see that too. But, yeah, let's just um, fire off our guns. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. very little regard. Yeah, I know. It, everything is so broken. It's just yeah. It's everything turns to hell. Yeah. No matter what I, how hard I try and what I do, yeah. this is the end result. I keep trying to make this podcast better and better, and you know, Dave just you know he's like, eh, nah, let's, it's Chinatown, man, it's Chinatown, <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> Chinatown. <laughs> exactly. You got um, a rating for this puppy? Yeah, I want to hear yours first. All right, uh, the, you were touching on this about liking the movie a little bit more as we talk about it, and I, I'm going to bump it up a half star. I'm going to give this thing four stars and uh, two buckets of popcorn. It's not a long movie. It's not a slow movie, but it's not a quick movie. Uh, it's not highly entertaining. I mean, the story is engaging, but you kind of have to sit and be really patient with it. So I'm going to give it four stars and two buckets. So when you're saying, oh, it's not a slow movie, and that's referring to the popcorn and everything, but it's obviously high quality, four out of five stars. That's Oh, uh, definitely. Cinematic yeah. quality, very high. It's a great story. The acting is fantastic. The set pieces, the way the story goes, all that stuff is great. Even a little bit of the action stuff, just driving around the car, yeah. really cool. The characters are great. The performances are great. Faye Dunaway, I don't know. I, I don't really, I think this might even be the first Faye Dunaway movie I've ever seen. Bonnie and Clyde? 
Never saw it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I actually have seen, surprisingly. <laughs> um, uh, John Huston, great performance. Yeah. And the acting all around, I think, is great. Absolutely. It, uh, but I just don't think it's a... I, I can see someone getting bored by it, even though it's a good quality movie. Absolutely. I had the exact same score as you originally, <laughs> and I'm job. also bumping it up a half star after talking about it. Okay. Four stars, two buckets of popcorn. That's exactly what I had. Awesome. You can see it written down here. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I had. Let's we'll see if we got it. Um, I had three and a half. This. I'm bumping it up Oh, a wow. Half. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to no, be cool I, like I know. me. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's four stars, two buckets of popcorn. No, but uh, yeah, I, this is a high-quality film. Amazing writing, great acting. Jack Nicholson's the man in this movie. Yeah, I and it's just, you feel like you get that empty feeling at the end, but that's what a movie does. It makes you feel, you know? You should feel something at the end. I know. I think I, last night, I didn't, as I just watched it last night, I didn't like the feeling that it left me with, and I think that's why I... You know, gave it a you know less of a half star there, but just a three and a half. But talking through through everything, and that's really good. Yeah, it's, I know. I like that. That stick in your nose where yeah. it doesn't belong, and it. Uh, I wouldn't call this a masterpiece, no. but it's a really good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Really, yeah. really good. And I'd say a must watch. Hundred percent agree there. All right, that's it for us. Chinatown, 1974. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, we just gave away the whole movie if you haven't. But even so, I mean, it's still fun to watch these movies even yeah. with knowing what, uh, what might happen. Because I, I believe I even knew about that last scene. Uh, you know, that last line I knew about. Um, I didn't really you know, know anything the, on this. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. I knew about that. Um, but I, I didn't know the context behind it or anything. But um, anyway... Where can people find you on Twitter, Dave? At Dave underscore Quist. I am at BC Cord. Follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Give us a review and rating on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. Absolutely. So support us on Patreon. We'll, we'll, you know, we do some giveaways and everything on there. So for definitely sure. uh, check that out. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. Uh, be sure to check out our top 50 episode. Coming up next. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait to get to that. And Me and Dave are going to break out. down that. But yes, Let's that go. we are going to end the show now <laughs> for Davo I'm Ben Secord and as always grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies <laughs>